everybody. I want to welcome you to the study on Revelation chapter 6. We've been studying the book of Revelation and we've studied chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. You can go on to the previous um, episodes to watch and catch up. And right now we are in Revelation 6 and I'm excited to see what God will show us. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day we thank you for the opportunity to study your word we thank you oh god almighty for giving us life for strength for creating us for your salvation for your redemption for delivering delivering us from the hands of the devil thank you for your provision for food clothing shelter thank you for every good thing you've done for us as we want to study your word this day we ask that you would come and help us study oh god we invite your presence oh god to help us study your word oh god speak to us oh god the word that will change our lives oh god help us to be ready for your coming help us to know the signs of the times so that when we start seeing the signs oh god we will not need anybody to tell us or to remind us of what is happening oh god but as christians oh god as we we read your word, help us to watch and pray, oh God, that when it starts happening, we'll be excited and filled with joy instead of being anxious and in panic. We thank you, God, because you are great and we are looking forward to your coming. Receive the glorification of days in Jesus' name. I pray for the people that will be joining, that will be listening via um, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, or the, <clears throat> the podcasts. Um, channels oh god we ask that you will bless them and as they listen oh god change their lives oh god and make them conform to the express image of god help us all become like jesus receive the glory lord in jesus mighty name i'm afraid amen so i welcome everybody to this bible study and i want you to get your bibles hello Please get your Bibles and open to the book of Revelation, chapter 6. And I'll be using the King James Version because lots of versions these days, they read their meaning or the meaning of the translator to the verse. And we just want to get the exact translation from the language it was written, the exact English translation. So we're going to read through the whole chapter stay with me from revelations 1 to 17 and then we're going to dissect it we're going to know what jesus is saying about the end time like what's going to happen how is it going to happen and if you have any questions just um leave it in the comment and by god's grace we will treat it so welcome to this bible study again open your bibles to revelation chapter 6 you are at the right place at the right time because this is the beginning of John's revelation about what will happen at the end of the world. So we have seen Daniel's account. Daniel told us what's going to happen at the end of the world. We are now doing, uh, we are now studying John's account. And it's actually Jesus's account because Jesus gave John this revelation amen so let's read together and i saw revelation 6 1 i saw when the lamb opened one of the seals and i heard 
as it were the sound of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. So now let me just give you a recap. What is happening here is that in heaven, John saw the throne of God. God sitting on the royal throne, he described God as shining, bright, beautiful light, sitting on the throne. And in his right hand, there was a scroll that has a seal, that has seals, different seals. And nobody was worthy to open the book that was in God's hand, God's right hand, and open the seal. And John started crying and like, Nobody's going to open the book. Who is worthy to open the book? And one of the creations in heaven told John, don't cry because the lamb, Jesus, he redeemed us. He's worthy to break the seals and open the book. And that is awesome. I found the song about it and now I've forgotten it. But I recorded it and maybe I'll share it on social media someday. <laughs> so, um... Now the lamb is opening the seals and we're going to join Jesus as he opens the seals on this book that was in the hand of God. So the first seal. So the lamb opened one of the seals and I heard as it were a noise of thunder. One of the four be saying come and see, right? Verse 2. And I saw and behold a white horse and he that sat on him had a bow. A crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. And so, for my mind, my natural mind, your natural mind, what does this even mean? <laughs> A white horse. And then it doesn't say much about the white horse that whose rider had a crown and a bow and he went forth conquering and to conquer but what we see is jesus opening the second seal okay let's keep going but because god is great he has given us the revelation which i will share with you today what this white horse and the person sitting on it is so god is great and the truth is god gave it to us and I'm so excited that God has decided to reveal this thing to us. And I want you to keep it like a treasure. Hold it in your hand. So the, the third verse says, And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. So the beasts, the second beast said, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red. And power was given unto him that sat thereon, that is, on that horse, to take peace from the earth. Hallelujah. And that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. So, verse 5. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black hearse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. So this black horse had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny. And three measures of barley for a penny. 
and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. So, and verse 7, when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. That sounds scary because <laughs> all these things are going to happen. I'm like, what? But let's keep going. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw <clears throat> under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. So more Christians will be killed and join these people. So let's keep going. Verse 12, and I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And if you've been following our Bible study, you might know what this means. The sixth seal, the earthquake, the sun becoming black, the moon becoming as blood. You know what it is. That's the rapture. That's when we will be caught up to meet Jesus. So that's like a sneak peek. That's the sixth seal. And the stars of the heaven fell onto the earth, even as a fig tree casted her untimely figs. And when she, untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll when it was rolled together. And every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men, the rich men, the rich men in money, the people that are rich in money, and the rich people that do not know Jesus, that were not raptured, and the chief captains and mighty men, every bound man and every free man hid themselves in the den and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that seated on the throne and from the lamb of god for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall be able to stand so when jesus comes taking us home it's going to take the wheat up to heaven and the shafts will be unfortunately destroyed they will face the wrath of god terrible wrath of god People left behind would face the terrible wrath of God. God, not wrath of the Antichrist. Because the Antichrist has already come before the rapture. So, let's go. Let's dig in to understand 
what God is saying here. Now, I want to tell you, <laughs> you, when you read the Bible, you're going to know how God works. In Revelations chapter 7, God summarized the dream for Daniel in chapter 7. And guess what? In Revelations chapter, sorry, in Daniel chapter 7, yeah, I hope that's what I said. In Daniel 7, God summarized the dream to Daniel in chapter 7. And chapter 8, he started giving him chunks, explaining chunks of the dream in chapter 7 with other dreams. Chapter 9 was another dream. 10 was another dream, another revelation. But they are parts of this chapter 7 dream. Guess what? That's the same thing with Revelations. Revelation 6 contains the summary of most of the things that would happen from John's time till the end time. The same one, Daniel 7 contained the summary of what would happen in the end time from Daniel's time till the, when Jesus will come. So it is wonderful because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Revelation 6 contains the summary of what's going to happen. And we're going to dissect it and understand it. And guess what? When we leave Revelation 6, just know that that's the big picture. When we go into other chapters of Revelations, just know that these are explanations to give you a background story of how each of those things will happen. And I pray God will give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and grace to grasp it. Amen? Amen. So... Let's start with the first horse, and that is the white horse. The white horse. Who is the white horse? Wow. Who conquered sin? Who conquered death? When and how? The white horse signifies the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He won the war. So if we read some other versions, which I want, don't want to read because they threw some things off, but let's just try to read NIV, which is kind of a little closer to King James Version. The New International Version says that, <clears throat> I looked and there before me was a white horse its rider had a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest so the battle the war so the version i was looking for was the one that talked about war so he said he says here in the living bible which i have here that the rider carried a bow and a crown was placed upon his head. He rode out to conquer many battles and he won and win the war. So Jesus won the war. So the white horse signifies Jesus' horse. So Jesus was the rider of the white horse. And what he did on the cross was winning the war. And that is awesome. And so I just want to read some other verses to just show us. Um, that when you see, when you hear conqueror, when you hear conqueror in the Bible, you are talking about the ultimate war against sin and death. And Hebrews, let's open to Hebrews chapter two, verse fourteen. 
and I pray that God will help us not to forget this. You know, it's one thing to understand something is another thing to forget. <laughs> it's very easy to forget if we don't keep recapping. So if you have your notes here, just try to write these things down so that when the time comes and they're taking this video down, you still have the record for yourself. I hope they don't take the video down there. Revelations 2 verse 14 says that since we, God's children, are human beings made of flesh and blood, he became flesh and blood too by being born in human form. For only as a human being could he die and in dying break the power of the devil who had power of death. So the devil had the power of death and Jesus won the war to against spiritual death so the battle was against spiritual death and is the war what we are fighting now is just battles because jesus has already won the war and first corinthians you can read first corinthians 15 verse 55 talks more about who this person is fighting this war that fought this war and conquered he alone fought the war and conquered that is jesus jesus is the only one that fought alone and conquered for us Verse 55 says that, Oh death, where is your victory? Where then is your sting? Okay, so verse 54 says that, When this happens, then at last the scripture will come true. Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh death, where is thy, then thy victory? Where is thy sting? For sin is the sting that causes death will all be gone, and the law which reveals our sin will no longer be our judge. And 57 says that how we thank God for all of this. It is he who makes us victorious through who we are victorious and we are conquerors through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I'm just trying to make it sink into our minds that this person conquering is Jesus. The person on the white horse is Jesus. And so the beginning of this John's dream the beginning of the dream, the time period is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the second seal will be anything after the death and res res resurrection of Jesus Christ. The third seal will be anything after that. The fourth seal will be anything after that. So it's going to go in sequence. <clears throat> it's going to go in that order. <laughs> so don't ever let anybody confuse you and say, Oh, the order is scattered. No, it's going to go in that order. <clears throat> the time, the timeline. Now, let's go on to the second seal. And, but in your free time, I just wanted to read more um, Bible verses about how Jesus the white, on the white horse conquered death in Colossians 2, verse 14 to 17. First John 5, verse 4 to 5. Revelations 12, verse 11. And, um, Colossians 1 verse 20 and Romans 1 verse 4. So these are verses that talk about how Jesus conquered. And we are going to the second seal. So the second seal is about the red horse. What is this red horse and what it's about? So it's from verse 3. When Jesus opened the red horse and the second living creature said, Come. And then another horse came out, a fiery red one. 
and his rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other to him was given a large sword so all things are things that jesus god is allowing right so he says his rider was given power so god is giving power to these events to take place for his own purpose so remember that jesus prepared us for this rider this red horse because he said in john 16:33 let's read john 16:33 where jesus said something preparing us when he was about to die he said something's gonna happen and get ready but you know what i will help you john 16 verse 33 says that i have told you all this so that you will have peace of heart and mind yet on earth you will have many trials and sorrows but cheer up i have overcome the world now who is this white horse? Who is the white horse's rider, the overcomer? Jesus, right? He has overcome the world. But he's telling us that after he leaves, there's going to be trouble. He's predicting the red horse. The red horse is coming to take peace from the earth. You have trouble, but have peace of mind. And 14 verse, John 14, 27 says that. Let me read from 26. 26 says that. But when the Father sends the Comforter instead of me, so who's going to help us overcome this red horse? The Comforter, the Holy Spirit. So he will teach you much as well as remind you of everything I myself has told you. I am leaving you with a gift. Now, what is this gift? Money? No. Riches and wealth? No. The gift is peace of mind and heart. And peace I give. And the peace I give isn't fragile. Like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. Why did Jesus keep saying. I give you my peace. Right before he was crucified. Because he knew that the second seal. Is going to take peace from the earth. The second seal would take peace from the earth. And we see that. Immediately after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The disciples found a lot of trouble trouble on every side persecutions killings we had anarchy no peace we had persecutions war between nations we had hitler and all those things that's not the end that's not the end time issue that is not a real end time issue that is just a period after jesus so when people say oh there's war war against each other like, is this the end time? No, that, that time was not the end time. That time was the period of the second seal where we have um, war, fighting, killings on the earth. Misunderstandings, the first world war, the second world war. You know, that is it. That is the second seal. And so, let's go. Let's keep going. So, Jesus foretold trouble and tribulation after his death and resurrection. He said that the prince of the world cometh, but Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit and perfect peace of heart and mind. And the Holy Spirit and peace is what we is what we would use to overcome the period of the red horse. Now let's go to the black horse. 
Verse 5. When the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in his hand. Then I heard what sounded like a voice among the four living creatures saying, Two pounds of wheat for a day's wage. So for a day's wage and and six pounds of barley for a day's wage and do not damage the wine and oil. So I pray that God will give us wisdom on how to <clears throat> explain this verse because <clears throat> many people, including this Bible, says that interpreted this thing because now when you look at it, two pounds of wheat, two pounds of wheat for a day's wage. What is a day's wage? Is it the Israelites day's wage? Is it the U.S. <laughs> day's wage? Is it the third world country's day's wage? Right? It depends on, on um, the country you are in, right? So now, if we check NIV, the... Oh, sorry, I've been reading NIV. Oh, my God. Let us, let us check King James Version. It says that a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. At least this one says a penny. So we might say, okay, what is a penny? What's a penny? So a measure of wheat. Okay. Now, this version, this Bible says something entirely different. They changed it to $20, right? And I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to concentrate on the Bible and let the Bible explain itself. So, a measure of wheat for a penny. Get your calculators out. Get your calculators out. <clears throat> a measure of wheat for a penny and... Okay, my battery is low. <laughs> so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to charge my phone right now. Uh, yeah. Let us get our calculators out. So the thing is, um, oh 
this is interesting. Okay. So, <clears throat> come back to the Bible study. And we are talking about the black horse. Now, when you say black, don't look at the color because the Antichrist time features a, let's see. The Antichrist time or the, the time of summoning is the pill us. I was expecting that to be the black horse, right? But this this time is not a time of famine. This is a time of prosperity. The black horse. Why is it a time of prosperity? Many Bible versions says the black horse is a time of famine. But let us see why this is a time of prosperity. But this is not important. The most important parts are the fourth, fifth, and sixth seal. But this is the third seal. But let us I prayed to God and I asked God, this Bible is a good Bible, but they interpreted it saying that, okay, let me read it to you. It says that, and a voice from among the four living beasts said, a loaf of bread for $20 and three pounds of barley flour for $20 too. But there is no olive oil or wine. $20 is a lot of money for bread. So they're trying to say that there will be scarcity, right? And there will not be olive oil and there will not be wine. However, King James Version says that a measure of wheat for just a penny and three measures of barley for just a penny and don't waste, don't hurt the oil and wine. The place where, you, the time when you'll be telling people not to waste something is when there's too much of stuff. So when there's too much of water, you just open the faucet down, keep brushing your teeth and water flow. But if there's nothing, you don't have to tell people don't waste water. They will know what to do, right? So, this um, place, we would interpret it using 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1. So let's all open our Bibles to 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 1. 2 Kings 7, 1. And if you guessed right, it's um, where Elisha prophesied prosperity to the people of Israel. So 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 says, Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest floor will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So it's trying to say there's going to be prosperity. And then if you read verse 2, it says, The officer on whose arm, on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, uh, look, even if the Lord should open floodgates of heaven, could this happen? You know, I mean, who do they think the Lord is? Like, you are saying that even if the Lord would even open the floodgate, this cannot happen, this cannot happen, this abundance, this prosperity cannot happen. But 
they don't know God, obviously. So right now, I would be doing some calculations. So he said three shares. Three shares is 13 quarts, and that is, is going to sell for a shekel. And then I try to convert um, one shekel to <clears throat> denarius, which is a day's wage. Um, this calculation is complex, but if you convert one shekel to one shekel is 2.961 denarius, right? And in Second Kings, they said 13 quarts is equals to one shekel. That's 2.961 denarius. And in Revelation chapter 6, verse 6, they said 4.6 quarts of the same barley is one denarius. So when you divide both sides by 2.6, 961, you would see that in 2 Kings, 4.31 quarts of barley sold for one denarius. And in Revelation 6 verse 6, 4.64 quarts of barley sold for one denarius. So even more quarts of barley sold for one denarius for a day's wage, right? And I'm using one denarius because Jesus decided to pay the people one denarius, right? For a day's wage, if you read the the parable right where he said the man of the house went the man went out and saw some people not working and say work on this vineyard and i'll pay you one denarius so that's a, like a day's wage and that's the kind of conversion that i did and i saw that this is prosperity according to the measurements in first things so economic boom right would happen and i try to do some watching and praying <laughs> checking the news and i saw that in the early 2000s there was kind of like prosperity and the effect of prosperity is actually still here today and the effect of opening the seals of this horses they overlap right so even though the the red horse is saying there's killings there's war against nations these things are still going on so the effect of the horses they overlap and then the effect of the prosperity in 2000s is still affecting some people today. So some people are still enjoying prosperity today. So the third seal in Revelation chapter 6 means prosperity. And so, and also the first seal, which is Jesus' death and resurrection, still affects us today. The effect of the victory that God had, Jesus had over sin, affects us today. Persecution and tribulation affects some Christians today. And some people in the world, killings affect some people. And now... And prosperity affects um, us today. So, so this is prosperity. The third seal is prosperity. Let's move on to the fourth seal, which is verse seven. Um, um, Revelation six, verse seven. So. So Revelation 6 verse 7. Says that and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the voice of the first beast say, Come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him. 
So now we're gonna be talking about famine, right? Because if that, if that third seal was about famine, the Bible would have said it plainly, famine, right? But it's about prosperity. It's the proverb that God has used before in the whole Old Testament in Second Kings. Two pounds of body for a shekel. So that's what God has used before. So third seal is about prosperity. Fourth seal is about famine. This power was given to the rider of this pale horse. And the rider was death and hell was following him. So the next thing that would happen after whatever prosperity that we have enjoyed or are still enjoying in the world today, the next thing that will happen is hunger and killing with a sword, which is still happening from the second seal, death, hunger, and New King James Version added or said that that death is plagues, that's diseases, we've seen COVID-19, right? So. We, and with the beasts of the earth, right? So, death, plagues, famine, diseases, all these things will start to kill people. All these things will start to kill people in the fourth seal. And so we should expect more of all these things. We should expect more of all these things um, as life goes on i pray that god will help us all during this period we will just have to hold on to god so the fifth seal says that and when he opened the fifth seal i saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain so before i go into the fifth seal this fourth seal is powerful wow i just pray that god will give me the grace to explain this thing now it says that what is a fourth part of the earth? What is this fourth part of the earth? It says that, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beasts of the earth. What is this fourth part of the earth? And so I checked this, I checked to inform myself about what part of the earth, like, is land and i discovered that 29 percent of the earth is land and 71 percent is water so are we saying that and obviously farming cannot affect water it can only affect land and people in the land that are planting and not getting crops back plagues can affect people in the land wild beasts can affect people in the land so if all these things are affecting people, they're affecting people in the land. So this thing is going to affect 25% of the earth. And that is where the land is. So if, if the earth or land is 29% of the earth, then 25% out of the 29% of this, that means almost all the earth will be affected by this fourth seal, this famine, this plague, this killings. And guess what? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the great tribulation. You know why? 
who know I sin. So, do you know who's riding the pale horse? Do you know that person? Is death. Death is riding the pale horse, followed by what? Hell. So, hell follows behind. And this includes the activities of the Antichrist. So, if you have nothing to take from this Bible study, I want you to. I pray you have more than this, but just know that the pale horse, the fourth seal, is a snippet of what will be explained better in chapters, Revelation chapters 13 and 14. And you know how chapter 2 of Genesis says, and God made man, <laughs> right? No, chapter 1 of Genesis says, God made man on the sixth day. And then chapter 2 explains exactly what happened, right? He made Adam first, and he saw that uh, it's not good for a man to be alone on that same day. He made him fall asleep, took a rib, and created a woman. He did not create Eve on another day. He created Adam and Eve on the sixth day. So that is how chapters 13 and 14 explains this fourth seal. And how do I know... I know this because the only time power was given to death, the only time power was given to somebody to to kill um, let me see so power was given unto death and hell right to kill so let's read Revelations chapter 6 verse 8 so it says that i behold a pale horse and his name that sat on him was death and hell followed him and power was given unto them over the whole almost all the earth almost all the earth were landed, right to kill with the sword so now it is satan himself that will be killing with the sword and hunger and death and remember the bible says what The Christians will be killed because nobody can buy and sell except to get the mark, right? So, now, Revelations 7.21 says something. I mean, Daniel 7.21. Daniel 7.21 says that... What's free? Please help me. It says that, For I have seen this horn... Warring against God's people and winning. So death itself is going to wage this war against God's people. The last tribulation, they just said power was given to him that was on the horse to take peace from the earth. But this time, death itself and hell will be doing this battle and then we see that while this was going on okay let's do let's do revelations 13 verse 7 too revelations 13 7 says that it says that the dragon gave him power to fight against god's people and to overcome them and rule 
over all nations and languages groups throughout the world so so here the dragon and the the beasts were fighting against god's people and then i want to read it in king james version revelations 13 verse 7. it says and it was given unto him power to make war with the saints and to overcome and power was given unto him over all kindreds and tongue and nations power was given unto him that is death and hell see that <clears throat> revelation 13 verse 7 king james version says that and it was given unto him right to it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them and power was given over all kindred storms and nations so this death will be given power over the earth the fourth part of the earth the 25 percent out of the 29 percent of where um land is on the earth and we will know more about this as we go on so just keep that in your mind and so now while the great tribulation the famine power was given to death to make war with the sins and all those things was happening on earth something will be happening in heaven so verse 9 revelation 6 9 says that and when he had opened the fifth seal i saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of god and for the testimony which they held right so souls that were slain probably in the olden days and even be before the fourth seal now in the period of the fifth seal they what they were crying and saying that what were they saying verse 10 and they cried with a loud voice saying how long O lord holy and true dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them on them that dwell on earth right does thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth and white robes were given unto every one of them right and it was said unto them that they should rest for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled so now heaven is aware that something is going on on earth power was given to death and hell and guess what when power is given to death and hell to kill who's he gonna kill is he gonna kill the unbelievers that already is captive no he is gonna wage war with the saints which with the christians and that is what he did in the fourth seal and guess what in the fifth seal god was telling the people the souls which were persecuted the martyrs that were persecuted and killed slain for the word of god right and for the testimony which they held he was telling them that they should be patient because more people will be killed by by what is happening right now on earth or right at that time of the fourth seal on earth more people will be killed more christians will be killed and will join them i did not write this jesus wrote it in the word it says that in the word it says that um 
and white robes were given unto every one of them and it was said they should rest for the season until their fellow servants also and their brothers their brothers their brethren that will be killed as they were should be fulfilled and that is that is very very scary but god will help us overcome the persecution period in jesus name amen so revelations 6 verse 12 now the sixth seal and Jesus said a lot of things before that time. But um, I want to read more about the, about, remember, fourth seal is happening on earth. Fifth seal is happening in heaven. Fourth seal, death and hell are doing their work. Fifth seal, the persecuted people that already died said that, please avenge us, avenge us, Jesus. And Jesus is saying, come on, more people will soon be killed to join you. So just wait. And gave them white robes. And <clears throat> now, in the fifth seal, the martyrs told more Christians, um, were told that more Christians will join them. That's good. Now, let's read Re Matthew 24. Because before Jesus died, he told us about the end time. And I want us to read and understand that the fourth seal, in addition, you see that the, the Daniel... Now, Revelations chapter 6, verse, um, <clears throat> verse, verse, um, verse 9, when it talks about the fourth seal, talked about death and hell coming, right? He did not talk about what death will come to do. He talked about that they will come to kill with the sword. It did not mention that they will wage war against the Christian, but how do we know this? How are we sure that this death and hell are coming to earth to kill the Christians of Pentecostal Christians for Christ's sakes? Now listen that. <clears throat> so Matthew 24, 15. Let's go and read it together. And I'm not gonna use this Bible, I'm gonna use King James Version. So Matthew 24 says that. Verse 15, <clears throat> when the disciples, if you like to know more about it, please read Matthew 24 verse 1 and just read it and understand the sequence of the whole thing. So verse 15 says that, how would you know that the end is coming? When you therefore see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whoso readeth, let him understand right so i'm gonna read it down from this this period down to the sixth seal i want you to know this in your head like abc fourth seal is happening on earth how do we know is the persecution of the saints and killings by death and hell we will know it now because it's, it's going to happen before the sixth seal. So fourth seal happening on earth, fifth, fifth seal happening in heaven. What is the fifth seal? I'm asking you. Fifth seal is when the persecuted people say, avenge us, oh Jesus. And Jesus says, wait, your brothers are still being persecuted. They will come and join you. So fourth seal, persecution is happening on earth, but you don't, you're not sure whether it's persecution, but I'm sure, and I want to tell you why I'm sure that the fourth seal is persecution. The fifth seal is avenge our blood, old Jesus. Now, what did Jesus say? Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 15, that when you see all the things I told you about, Daniel told you, 
about what death and hell is coming to do because that's the abomination of desolation that's what death is coming to do and hell riding on a pale horse when you see all these things then let them which be in judea flee unto the mountains now this is word for the christians now when you're being persecuted flee to the mountains and let him don't stay in your house and say you want to be persecuted flee to the mountains then let him which is in the house stop not come down to take anything out of his house neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes and woe unto them which have a child to give to, and to them that give suck on those days and pray that your flight be not in winter neither on the sabbath day for then shall there be great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time that is the pale horse that is the pale horse the bible gives small, gives a little bit of hints here and there so this great tribulation is the pale horse the fourth seal and this tribulation it has not happened before this famine hunger plagues and the persecution of Christians has never happened before. But how do I know that the persecution of the Christians is included? It's because of what Jesus has already said. For there shall be a great tribulation such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time. No, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened. Except the period of the black horse should be shortened. There should no flesh be saved. But for because of the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Then, if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall be false Christ and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Behold, I have told you before. Wherefore, if he, they say unto you, Oh, behold, he is in the desert, don't go there. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. For how will Jesus come? Now this is how Jesus will come. You see that Jesus talked about a great tribulation before his coming. So let's keep reading now. 27. For as the lightning cometh out of the east, shineth even unto the west, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. And 29 says, and immediately after, listen to me, brothers and sisters, immediately, Matthew 24, 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the tribulation by death and hell, sitting on the pale horse, the fourth seal, immediately after the Christians that try to survive, that try to survive this thing, immediately after their tribulation and the ones that are killed both the ones that are killed and the, that would go to join the other ones in heaven the martyrs in heaven immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light and stars shall Fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And that is rapture. So when you hear that, that is rapture. And guess what? This is the sixth seal. So I'm going to keep reading Matthew to the end. And we're going to read the sixth seal. Because my brothers and sisters, the Antichrist, the Antichrist riding on the pale horse. 
is the one to come on the fourth seal. So, get ready, Christians. We are fighting for heavenly mansions. We are fighting for heavenly riches and wealth, which is God. <laughs> God is the currency spent in heaven. God. And so, and God is great. I don't know how, how much he's worth. But I know it's worth more than billions of dollars. I don't know how much is worth. Looks like I'm even scoffing and saying God is our reward. But God is great. I don't know how much it is. But God is our reward. God is our reward in heaven. And that is the riches in heaven. And we also have mansions because Jesus has told us that there are many mansions in heaven. And he has promised us. And that is what we are fighting for. Dwelling in heaven forever. And we are going to be kings. We're fighting for being kings. So I'm trying to like advertise why you should stay with God and suffer persecution when you're persecuted and do not renounce God. I'm trying to advertise it to you. And I know you cannot buy it unless you know God. You love God. You are born again. You read the word of God. And you cannot buy it unless you actually know God for yourself. So, but let me keep reading Matthew 24, verse 29. It says that... We are fighting for eternal life, to live forever with God and not eternal separation from God in hell. So that's why you should be free from sin, don't sin, strive for righteousness, strive, strive to, to do the will of God, to please God, free from sin and read the word of God, growing the knowledge of God in order to reign with God, to reign with God. Do you know how we're going to be? I'm still advertising. <laughs> we are going to be, we're going to, we're going to fly. We're going to have swords. We're going to rule with God. We're going to have crowns. We don't have crowns right now. So what do you have to lose? You have to be on the Lord's side, even though it looks like you're not popular today. You're not the best today. You're not the greatest. Be on God's side. Amen. Amen. So for all the people that suffer this tribulation, this persecution, Matthew 24 verse 29, that should be your anthem. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. The moon will not give it light, the light. The stars shall fall from heaven. The he powers of the heavens shall be shaken. And there shall appear, verse 30, the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and 31 says and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together you and i that are still alive even though we are being persecuted they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven unto the other and then talked about a parable now listen let us go back to the sixth seal now the sixth seal i'm gonna try to put my microphone back because my phone is charged a little bit but please don't lose connection because the holy spirit is here explaining to us so let's keep going. <clears throat> so 
the sixth seal it says that revelation 6 12 and i beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and lo there was a great earthquake can you please put matthew 24 verse um verse um excuse me can you please put matthew 24 verse 29 besides revelation chapter 6 the sixth seal and see that they are the same event and six still is happening after the fourth seal. What is happening on the tribulation of the Christians by the death on the pale horse and hell following behind. So that's how I know that the fourth seal, even though they did not clearly state in Revelation chapter 6 that the fourth seal, whose rider is death and hell, is going to bring tribulation to the Christians. They didn't state it in Revelation 6, but I know that alongside with the famine that he's bringing and war and killings he is persecuting the church because jesus said immediately after that tribulation the sixth seal will happen right the fourth seal is the last thing happening on earth and that is by death and hell the fifth seal is happening in heaven when the the martyrs are the martyrs are crying saying avengers oh god then the sixth seal is going to happen on earth and that is the coming of jesus in rapture to take us home and when you see how john explained it revelation 6 12 it says that and i beheld when he had opened the sixth seal and lo there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became as blood Matthew said the moon did not give its light. And stars, the stars of heaven fell onto earth, even as a fig tree casted her untimely figs, and when she is shaking of a mighty wind. Right? That's Revelation 6 and 14. It says that, and the heavens departed as a scroll as it was as it is rolled together do you see that says um matthew 24 29 says that the moon shall not give its light because it's covered with blood revelations told us why the moon is not giving its light revelation says the moon is covered with blood the sun shall fall from heaven and revelation says that the stars shall fall from heaven the revelation says the stars shall fall the stars of heaven fell onto the earth. You see that? So I'm comparing Matthew 24 with verse 29 with Revelation chapter 6, verse 12. And that is the same event. And it happens immediately after the tribulation of Christians, right? The 666 period. So it says that in Revelation chapter 6, let's keep reading. It says that and stars fell onto the earth, the same thing that Jesus said in Matthew, even as a fig tree casted her untimely figs when she's shaking of a mighty wind. And the heaven, verse 14, departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the earth 
and the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bond man and every free man hid themselves in the cave and the rocks and mountains and said to the mountains and the rocks fall on us and hide us from the face of him that seated on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath is come and who shall stand so immediately after we have been taken up to heaven in rapture as Matthew said that the angels of God, what? He sent his angel to gather his saints, the elects, from the four wings of the world. What is left is the wrath of God on all the people that were not raptured. The wrath of God. It's the Bible. It's saying it right now. Like immediately after the rapture is the wrath of God. And only the people that were raptured will escape the wrath of God. You see that there's no second chance. Did you see any second chance there? None. Matthew said that. Matthew 24 said that. Matthew 24 said something. Said that. Sorry. Matthew 24. At the end of the verse, or not at the end, like um, verse, um, verse, where he says the, the ends of the earth, the morn, right? So, yeah, so Matthew 24, verse 30 says that then all the tribes of the earth mourn. Matthew 24, verse 30, right? When Revelation 6, verse um, 15, it says, All the tribes of the earth. Who are the tribes of the earth? Kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the captains, the mighty men, the bond men, the free men. Everyone, they hid themselves and they mourned, right? They were ashamed. So Jesus is coming, and if you are not raptured with him, you're going to mourn. Pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. So my brothers and sisters, I hope you have understood the seals. We have come to the end of Revelations chapter 6. And let me recap. The first seal talks about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus sitting on the white horse, he conquered the world for us. The second seal talks about the period of trouble which the earth will give. And Jesus prepared us for that, giving us his Holy Spirit and peace. We, we saw Christians persecuted in the early times after Jesus um, died, but they were comforted by the Holy Spirit and the peace that Jesus gave them. And this persecution still happens today in some countries like China and where they can worship God openly in the churches. So the effect of these seals, they affect us as time goes on. The effect of the first seal, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, still affect us. We have the power to say no to sin. We have the power of God. So the third seal now, so the first seal, Jesus. The second seal, lack of peace in the world. The third seal, prosperity. The third seal, prosperity. The fourth seal, famine. And 666. Antichrist, that is the fourth seal. The fifth seal, the people in heaven saying, Jesus avenges of the people, the, the people that killed us because of your name. And Jesus said, wait, something is going on on earth. Death and hell 
riding on the pale horse and dealing with your brothers on earth and they will come and join you in heaven and then the sixth seal is jesus christ coming in glory and investing the christians up to heaven and then destroying the sinners unbelievers in the wrath of god and the wrath is real and so when they say god has not appointed us to rot just means that we are going to be raptured before the wrath of god is poured on the world we will suffer the antichrist death and hell some people will suffer at least except the philadelphia church which jesus said he was going to save them from the persecution and i pray i'm part of the philadelphia church which jesus said he will save from the time of persecution that shall come on all the earth and that time of persecution is the fourth seal the fifth seal happened in heaven and this will happen in heaven and the sixth seal is the rapture i know that you've understood this and i pray that god will give you grace to understand it i have tried my best to explain it the way that i have the grace to I pray you really understand it that's the bible i didn't read any book to understand this i did some i used some calculators but i did some calculation and i checked some i checked the news but this is pure revelation from the holy spirit and i used bibles verses to explain other bible verses and i know that god is glorified everlasting father i thank you for this revelation of the book of revelation 6 the chapter thank you for understanding wisdom your knowledge thank you for your mercy upon my life to be able to study this and have an interest in sharing it with these people i pray that this word will reach everyone that you intend for it to reach that your christians will be ready for that day they will watch and pray oh god for that time in the name of jesus help your children lord help your christians oh god help us lord to get ourselves ready to grow in the knowledge of god and endure to enjoy you because you are our reward peace is our reward genuine joy grace mercy is our reward love is our reward mansions in heaven are our reward reigning with you forever we would live eternally that is our reward in you oh god being kings unto god and priests to god this is a wonderful reward even though we, it looks like we cannot see it now, but this we, will make us rich in heaven. This is our reward in heaven. Lord, help us to strive for this reward. Help us to strive to enter through the narrow gate. Help us to strive to enter your kingdom, O oh God. Help us to keep the faith. No matter what the devil throws at us, O oh God. Darts, confusion in our relationship, maybe misunderstanding between husband and wife, O oh God. Some misunderstanding among family members, neighbors, God. Help us to overcome everything, Lord, so that we can stand for you without blame, without blemish, so that when the devil comes, he will have nothing on us. That the devil will not have anything to hold on to us and say, oh, that girl is still keeping malice. That boy is still doing, still, you know, doing a secret sin, oh God. Let none of this be found in us, Lord. Help us to repent from every, every, um, every single one of these things oh god in the name of jesus and help us to stand for you so that when you come we'll be found in heaven help us not to be in hell lord hold us firm oh god help us to be raptured and invested oh god out of this earth oh god to reign with you forever in the name of jesus in your new heaven in your new earth oh god help us to reign with you in jesus name we are covered with the blood of jesus receive the glory oh god 
save souls i pray for mabel that you help her right now i pray for all the people that have joined that you bless them just and all the people that um were uh, uh, currently listening to this podcast and this bible study oh god that you would help them to live for you to live a life free of sin oh god move them forward and glorify your name in their lives and even in my life oh god let me and my family and my friends be saved oh god be found in heaven let all the people listening be saved and be found in heaven oh god receive the glory oh god in jesus mighty name we pray amen i use this opportunity to pray for those who don't know you oh god that you draw them to yourself oh god Help them to repent, O oh God, and call upon you and be saved, O oh God. Save their souls, O oh God, and do the work of salvation in their lives. So God, receive the glory of days. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. So thank you so much for joining this Bible study. Till I come your way again next time, stay blessed.